right. If you have your Bibles, Luke chapter 5, beginning in verse 4. When you have it, say amen. Okay, it reads like this. It says, and when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we've toiled all night and caught nothing. I mean, no, that's the cry of the world. That, that's the cry of those that are struggling out there in the world. They're saying, you know what? We've toiled all night and we've caught nothing. How many know what it felt like to be like that? He says, Master, we toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And, and notice what happened. And they came and they filled both boats that even the boats began to sink. And when Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, depart from me, for I am a sinful man. This morning, I want to talk to you on the subject of growing your personal harvest. Before your neighbor, tell, before you see to your neighbor, it's good to grow, feels good to grow. And go ahead and be seated. Growing your personal harvest. Now, how many know this morning that Jesus is our source? Do you know that? Do you believe that? You know, how many know our job is not our source? How many know that, you know, uh, Bank of America is not our source? And how many know people are not our source? But how many really in your heart can say that Jesus is your source? See, Jesus makes success so simple. In fact, if you break down Luke chapter, I mean, excuse me, John chapter 15, it's all laid out there where, where Jesus tells us, he says, abide in me and I will abide in you, right? He says, I will give you fruit. I will, if you connect with me, you will experience the blessings of God within your life. And what makes this story that we read here about Peter so amazing is that when, when, when Peter encountered Jesus for the very first time in the story we read, Jesus, I mean, Peter's life was instantly changed, instantly transformed. In fact, Peter was in a place of frustration. How many know what it feels like to be in a place of frustration? And so Jesus comes into his life and Jesus removes the frustration. Jesus takes Peter from frustration to fruit instantly. What a powerful testimony to be shifted from a place of frustration into instant fruitfulness. So what did, what did God do and what is he saying to us? What I really believe that the Lord is saying to us through the scripture is God is saying, if you will make me your source, I will cause for you to experience personal harvest and personal breakthrough. Now, how many could say that that's good news? Huh? How many could really say that's good news, man? How many, how many say, man, I, I've been frustrated and I need a breakthrough in my life. Come on, wave at me. Well, Jesus is saying, if you connect with me, I will move you from frustration to fruitfulness. I will bring you a personal harvest. You see, I believe that that's God's plan, is that God wants to grow our personal harvest. Many of us are working in the ministry, working for the Lord, you know, raising families. And sometimes when you're doing those things, you could say, God, where is my blessing? Or is that just me? 
You can say, God, where's my blessing, man? What's this for? When are the windows of heaven going to open up over my life? Well, Jesus is telling you that if you stay connected to him, help me see the importance of that. Jesus is saying, if you stay connected to me, I am faithful to my word and I will open up the windows of heaven over your life. Come on and give God praise if you believe it, even if you're clapping by faith today. See, he wants to grow our personal harvest. He wants to give us greater personal results. Do you believe it? And you know what God will even do? God will even release miracles into our life. Isn't that powerful? That we serve a God that he wants to give us miraculous, supernatural provision. See, what we see here in the scripture is that when, when, when God took Peter from frustration into fruit, he, he did it in record-breaking fashion. Imagine that, that the blessing that God wants to give you is going to be a record-breaking blessing. Do you, is this okay? Is this the wrong message this morning? Is this the right message to preach? You know, I believe that God wants to break some records for you. You see, I've been frustrated, Pastor. I've been struggling. I've been hitting the same wall year after year. You know, I've been toiling all night and have caught nothing. Well, here's what I want to say to you today. By faith, that God wants to give you a record-breaking catch, a record-breaking breakthrough, if I could say that. You see, I believe in order to grow our harvest, we must respond and stay connected to our source. If God is our source, if Jesus is our source, then what is our source challenging us to do? What is our source saying, listen, you want that harvest? You want that breakthrough? You want to see miracles in your life? Then you know what? I'm going to need you to do, do a few things. Let's look at the scripture here. The first thing, write this down, is that our source is calling us to deeper faith. Deeper faith. How many know that on Wednesday I said the one thing you can't win without is faith? And if you haven't heard that word, go online, watch on YouTube. But I want everybody to say it strong. Say faith. faith. Listen, listen, guys. This whole thing is about faith. That's all it's about. It's all about faith. Serving God is all about faith. And if you want to go from breakthrough to breakthrough, from glory to glory, if you want to reach higher heights in the Lord, you know, I really believe that we have to sometimes stop and take an examination of where our faith is at. So what the source is telling us this morning, he's telling us to, to launch out into the deep. Look at verse 4. It says, when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep. And that's the word of God to each and every one of us this morning. See, when Jesus asks us to go into the deep, how deep is he asking us to go? Isn't that a good question of the scripture? He's saying, go out to the deep. <laughs> well, how deep? Come on, somebody. Listen, the, 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 the Sea of Galilee or the Lake Gennesaret, these were not small waters. In fact, the lake itself is said to be almost 30 miles wide. And it's known for its wild and unpredictable winds that can stir and overturn boats in a split, unexpected second. What we find about the disciples' faith is that they learn many spiritual lessons on those waters. In fact, if you look at the Sea of Galilee, how many know they spent a lot of time out there? And it was on those waters that almost like those waters became a classroom for their faith. When I think about those waters, I think about our life. 
I think about our, our, the waters of our life. And how many know that our life is a classroom of faith? You're going to go through some storms within your life. You're going to go through some battles within your life. Or is it just me this morning? You're going to be tested sometimes. How many can say amen? There's going to be times when the winds are going to blow and the waters are going to rise. But how many know that if you're going through something that in, like that in your life right now, you are like on the waters of the Sea of Galilee. You are on the classroom of faith. God is building your faith. Can I hear an amen? And if you're going to grow your faith, you can't hang out in this shallow water. See, I believe that when Jesus is in your boat, how many of you have Jesus in your boat? You know, he's going to ask you to do some crazy things sometimes. <laughs> Come on now. He's going to ask you to do some things that seem unreasonable. How many know he's a radical God? Huh? He's a radical God. He, he, he's radical. Jesus, he said, Lord, you want me to do that? Yes, son, do that. Come on, somebody. Lord, they're going to think I'm crazy. Yes, that's right. I want them to think you're crazy. They're going to think I'm crazy. They're going to think, what am I doing? You know, what in the world am I doing with my life? How could I make a decision like that? And sometimes God is going to ask you to do things that make no sense to man. But when it doesn't make sense to man, it makes sense to God. And that's when God says, I can bless that person because they're stepping out by faith. See, why does God call us to launch out into the deep? Write this down. Number one, because he has a plan for our faith. That's so important to understand, church, this morning, is that it's not just about having faith, but it's understanding that he has a plan for our faith. He wants to actually grow our faith. See, I, I believe faith is like a muscle, right? And, you know, when you're not building your muscles, your muscles, they actually begin to deteriorate. Well, what is the muscle that a Christian has? He has the muscles of faith. And God says, I don't want your faith to go in reverse. I want your faith to go forward. I don't want your faith to go backward. I want your faith to reach the levels that I've called it to reach. You see, a faith that is not tested is a faith that cannot be trusted. You know, you know that. You've heard that before. That's not something deep. But it's very simple. But how many know it's, it's a fact? That if you're going to grow your faith, if, if you're going to respond to God's plan for your faith, sometimes you've got to let the Lord test your faith. And that's what with those storms and those battles that you face. Those are the things that cause us to stretch our faith when we're living out there in deeper waters. Can I hear an amen? See, the second reason he calls us into the deep is because not only does he have a plan for our faith, but... This is going to get you encouraged. He has a plan for our provision. He's already planned your provision. He's already planned your miracle. He already has a plan for how you are going to reap when you step out by faith and put your trust in him. That's heavy, right? That he says, I want to call you out to the deep. Why? Because I've got something for you out there. Oh, this is good. I've got something waiting for you. I've got a blessing waiting for you. I've got a harvest waiting for you. I've got provision waiting for you. But you're going to have to push off the shallow water, baby. If you're going to get it. How many want everything God has for them? See, I want to share this with you. 
is that God not only has a plan for our faith, but a plan for our provision. Hear me now. The catch you need for nourishment is no longer in the shallow water. See, if you're going to grow and you're going to expand and you're going to be that person that God has called you to be, you're not going to be able to eat the small fish of the shallows any longer. The shallow water catch is not enough to keep you nourished. Why do some Christians backslide? Can I just, I just feel the Holy Spirit right now. Oh, why do some Christians backslide? Because they never push out. They just hang out, eating a little, little sardines. Come on, somebody. Those little shrimps that hang out right there. Come on, somebody. Little shell, you know, little snails and little stuff that hangs out on the rocks. And God's saying, don't you realize that this Christian faith that I've called you to is much bigger? There's greater things out there. Come on, somebody. Don't let fear stop you, my friend. Don't let fear hold you back. Don't let fear keep you stuck. Because you know what? If you get stuck, you're never going to get to the place that God has called you to be. God is saying, come on, let's launch out into the deep. Come on, let's grow come on let's take it to another level come on i've got something for you i've got provision for you i've got breakthrough for you but you're gonna have to overcome fear this morning and you've got to step out from the shallow water we've got to step out see the catch we need or let me just say the catch you need is out in the deep water it's out in the deep water. See, what's the shallow water? What's the shallow water? The shallow water is when we were in the world. Working that nine to five job. What was, what was Peter doing? Fishing all night. Caught nothing. Living in shallow water. He must have been in shallow water. Why would Jesus tell him to launch out to the deep if he wasn't in shallow water? Working nine to five, what a way to make a living. I like, I feel like singing today. I don't know what's on. Just trying to get by, always angry, always depressed, feeling like you're, oh, come on, somebody. Never getting the breakthrough. That's shallow water living. But you know what deep water living? Deep water is understanding, no, I wasn't saved just to work a nine-to-five job. I was saved to live a life of faith. I'm not called to hang out in shallow water with shallow people. Come on, somebody, hanging around the water cooler talking about nonsense. Where are you going this weekend? Where are you going this weekend? Let me tell you what I'm doing this weekend. I'm going to make an impact in somebody's life. I'm going to live in deep water. I'm going to do the work of the Lord. I'm going to build this church so that the gates of hell would not prevail. I live an exciting life. I live a life of faith. Come on, somebody. God save me for a reason. God save me for a purpose. Come on. Are there any deep water Christians in this place this morning? That's what exciting Christianity is all about. It's boring to hang out in the shallow water. It's exciting to get out there and to watch God move supernaturally. Isn't it true? Because how many know that when you get out into the deep water, that's when the power of God begins to move in your life. So the, the final thing here is that God, he also has a plan for our growth. You know, deeper faith 
is equal to spiritual growth in our lives. You know, if you have a desire to grow spiritually, how many of you have that? Then, then you've got to step out into deeper water. You've got to be willing to, to challenge yourself. Now, now, someone said that the Christian life is like an elevator. You're either going up or what? You can't hang out on the same floor too long now. You really can't. You, you can't hang out on it. You're either going to go up and go down. And there's some Christians that are out there that they're always up or down. Up, down, up. <laughs> it's like elevator, hey, elevator, how you doing? You know, and I believe that the trajectory of our Christian walk needs not to be up and down. It needs to be up, 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 up. No matter if you're feeling down, up, 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 up. Understand that we're going to new levels of faith. But in order to go to those new levels of faith, my friend, you must be willing. I believe this with all my heart. You've got to challenge yourself. You really do. You've got, you've got to say, what, where, what, where do I need a challenge? Where, where do I need to grow? What, what is an area that I need to change? What is an area? Man, where, where, you know, I'm not talking about reading the word more. You know, you know the word cover to cover, bro. I, you know, you, you could quote more scripture than me. You, you know, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what in your behaviors, what in your lifestyle, what in how you do things. Are you, are you hearing me today? How many want to grow their faith? Then we've got to make some spiritual, physical adjustments within our life and understand that when you step out by faith, when you step into it, here's what I believe. I'm going to just say, hit my Bible and get excited right now. Some of you need a good old-fashioned challenge in your life it's time to come out of your comfort zone it's time to come out of the place you've been in the last three months and say no i'm going to do something different i'm going to step out by faith i'm going to get into family life flow i'm going to go to bible study i'm going to get i'm going to do something i've got to get out of this shallow water god has a plan for for my faith, God wants to grow my faith. Woo. Is that good? That's good, isn't it? He wants to grow up, but you've got you've to challenge yourself. Or you've got to respond to some of the challenges that you're receiving now. And so when we begin to do those things, that's when we begin to grow. So real quickly, secondly... Our source calls us not only to deeper faith, but our source calls us to deeper work. Okay? So in order to get a personal harvest, a greater harvest, it's not just the faith. But how many know it's the works? Now you say, well, wait. Well, look, understand that faith and works go together. Say this with me. Say faith and works go together. You can't have faith and just be there in a prayer meeting all day. Lord, provide. No, you had to get up and go to work. Come on, somebody. Because God's going to provide for you that way. Or you can't say, Lord, save my family, but you never share the gospel with them. You can come on, faith and works go together. How many can say amen? So what, the, what our source is telling us is not only to launch out to the deep and, and to launch out to deeper faith, but we also must launch out to deeper works. 
Look at the second part of verse 4. It says, when he stopped speaking, he said to Simon, lodge out to the deep, watch this, and let down your nets for a catch. There's so much in that one little line, let down your nets. Because imagine for a minute that Peter, what his attitude must have been in that moment. In that moment, remember Peter said, we've been fishing all night and have caught nothing. We've been out all night, Jesus. <laughs> we didn't have no shoes or nothing, Jesus. We was out all night. And we've been fishing, and we hit every spot, and we didn't catch nothing. So imagine that he's there untangling these nets. How many have been fishing? Now, these nets are not like the nets you see in the, in the children's department, the rope nets that are, you know, heavy. No, no, no. These were fine fishing nets, like on your line when you go fish off the pier. Fine nets that when you threw them in the water, they were very large. And without a catch or even with the catch, they became very tangled. How many of you ever had to untangle a line? And that's why you don't fish. Like, I'm not fishing because I hate, I have to just, you just cut it. Talk to me, somebody. <laughs> it's a headache. But he couldn't cut it. He had to untangle it. So after a whole night's work, watch how good this is. Here he is. He finally gets his nets untangled, and Jesus comes along. Oh, high and mighty Jesus. Here comes high and mighty. Hey, you. And the guy, he's, and Peter's probably thinking, what do you know about fishing? You're a carpenter. He says, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. See, Peter was tired. He was hungry. But you know what? He was obedient. And there's two, two things in doing the deeper work for God that I want you to catch before I close today. Number one, a deeper work requires a deeper level of obedience to God's word. I'm talking about deeper obedience to God's word. See, Peter recognized the authority of God in Jesus. He says, we've been doing this all night. We've caught nothing. He says, watch this, watch this, watch how strong. He says, but nevertheless, at what? At what? Your word. We've been doing this all night. But Jesus, once you step on the scene, everything changes. Once you come into the picture, Lord, everything changes. Listen, everything we do in our effort is not guaranteed success. But when Jesus steps into the picture, you can count on the authority of his word. That if God said he's going to do it, it's going to come to pass. If God said he's going to heal you, it's going to come to pass. If God says your kids are going to get saved, it's going to come to pass. If God says he's going to bless you financially, come on somebody, it's going to come to pass. You've got to be like Peter and say, Lord, I may be tired. I may not have the strength. I may not have the energy, but because you spoke to me, I'm willing to be obedient one more time. deeper level of obedience listen my friend scripture is what's going to bring results in your life do what the scripture tells you and watch God begin to bless you the second thing is this 
is that our source not only calls us to deeper work and a deep, that requires deeper level of obedience to God's word, but secondly, watch this. It requires a deeper, deeper level of maturity. This is good stuff today. Say this with me. Say maturity. That's where I see a lot of people struggle. They struggle in their maturity. They struggle in how they do the word, but they don't do it with joy. Okay, I'll do it, you know. Don't do it because you're still a baby. But I, I, you get, or they do it and act like they're doing you an enormous favor. You're not doing me no favor. You're doing yourself a favor. It's time to grow. See, we've got to check our attitude. Come on, some, oh, some of you are giving me the gas face. Attitude. What is maturity? What is maturity? A lot of times if you look at maturity, it's simply your attitude. That's it. You could be there with a mature attitude or with a childish attitude. What did Paul say to the church? He goes, he says, what did he say? Give, right? For God loves what? A Don't be a grumpy giver, you grump, you big grump. What's the matter with you? No, someone say maturity. A lot of times maturity has to do with our spirit. With our spirit. And, and what, what, what the Lord is, is, we can learn here is that, you know, we need to learn to trust God even when our flesh is telling us not to. Help me fight your flesh. Some of you are fighting it this morning. You're like, oh, it's like on 100. My flesh meter is on 100. I'm tired. But you know what? You're here. And you're excited. And you're praising the Lord. Come on, somebody. You're showing that you're growing. You're being mature. See, that's what maturity is all about. Peter could have got a bad attitude. I just tangled these dumb nuts. But he said, Lord, nevertheless, at your word, Peter demonstrated what it means to be a mature Christian. Notice that Peter, he responded to Jesus, even though Jesus wasn't even an expert fisherman. Oh, my God. So many of us, no, not me, wait, hold on. So many of you judge people based on their credentials. What do are you? Are you a leader? Or who, who, who do you think you are telling? And whenever I see that, I say, that is a baby. That's a spiritual teenager right there that unless you have a title, you can't tell them what to do. But those people may not have a title, but they got the fruit of the spirit. They're experiencing a catch. They've got a harvest. Come on, somebody. Say amen. And I don't know about you. I don't want a position. I want blessing. 
I don't want to come up the ranks. I want to see fruit in my life. I want breakthrough. If Johnny's got the breakthrough, Johnny, how'd you get the breakthrough? Paul, your daughter's going to China. My God, how'd you get the breakthrough? Teach me something. I'm the pastor. I got to learn. I don't know everything. Can I hear an amen? How many of you want to grow your personal harvest? And we've got to mature in this area. How many can say amen? We get so hang up on titles and positions and who's who and what's what. And well, my God, that's a baby. We're not babies. We're moving on from milk. We're moving into prosperity. We're moving into blessing. Come on, somebody. It's time to leave your attitude at the door and say, God, I'm open to learn. I'm open to be trained. I'm Hey, come on and shout and clap to the Lord with a voice of triumph if you're ready for your personal harvest. Someone say maturity. See, what was the maturity is that Peter, he, he, he had his boat docked, but he was willing to relaunch it. And, and there's some of you right now that your boat is docked. It's like a barnacle barge, you know, it's like decaying. And you know what God's saying is, get that sucker back in the water. I've got provision for you. I've got, oh, come on, somebody. I want to give you a miracle. I want to bless your family. I want to bless your marriage. I want to bless your ministry. I want to bless your children. But you're not going to get blessed with that barnacle barge on the, on the beach. You've got to launch back into the water. you got to get back into my promises. Come on, somebody. you got to launch out. It's a new season. It's a new day. He's going to fill up your fish with boat. You're going to have tuna. You're going to have bonito. You're going to have a few barracudas, but that's all right, somebody. You're getting a harvest. Woo. Come on up, Matthew, if you can. Come on, give God a praise. I'm done preaching. And so what's the final thing is that our source not only calls us to deeper work, so I want to say deeper work, but he calls us to greater results. And that's what this whole message is about. How many of you say, I need greater results? I've been frustrated. I've been frustrated. Have you, come on, wave at me. Admit it. You could be honest here, remember? I've been frustrated. I've been frustrated, you know? I, I, you know, I'm not getting what I feel I should be getting. Well, you have to examine yourself. That's, you, you, I blame the church. Blame the, no, 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 baby. Blame, look at yourself. I have to do that. But these people, these people, they hold me back. These people, you know, they, they don't give. These people, oh, no, baby, calm down, brother. It's not the people. What, is, what am I trying to do in you, Pastor Al? See how I'm honest? See, I'm not trying to act like I got it all together. But you see how I'm honest? But one thing I know is the word of God. And as we stay true to the word of God, and as we do what the word of God says, what are we guaranteed? We're guaranteed fruit. We're guaranteed fruit. It may not come in our timing, 
But how many know God is always right on time? He's always right on time. And, and he's going to bring it. Tell your neighbor, he's going to bless you if you're obedient. And the Bible tells us Peter did all these things. And look at the catch, right? They got the, the catch. Not only his boat was filled, but the other boat was filled. Now, just give you a little nugget because this is good stuff here. Um, when you fished, when you fish in those seas, you didn't fish on the starboard side. The star, I mean, on the port side, you fish on the starboard side. The starboard side, where my set, where's all my sailors? Come on, sailors, lift up your hand. Where's the starboard side? Talk to me. Where's the starboard side of the, you forgot. Oh, I forgot. No. The right side. Yeah, the right side. Outside of the boat. The right side of the boat. That's the starboard side because that's where the stars are. But Jesus in one portion of scripture told them, throw it on the other side, which was the port side. What's the port side of the boat? Come on, sailors. Where are you? Do you guys get on? Do you guys get on the boat? <laughs> I think in the Navy they teach you. Okay. It's the side where the ship comes in. You port the ship, right? But fish aren't caught on the port side. But watch what Jesus tells them. He tells them, throw it on the other side. Throw it not on the starboard side. Throw it on the port side. And the Bible says this, that the catch was record-breaking. And you know what I believe Jesus did that, why he did that? Because he wanted to blow their mind. He wanted Peter to know, I was like, listen, man, you could be the best fisherman in the world, but none of your skills are greater than my skill. I could bless you in ways you didn't even think of on somebody. I could bless you in ways that you never thought you could get blessed. I'm a miracle working God. I'm a supernatural God. I'm, a God. I'm the God of the harvest. I'm the God of financial breakthrough. I'm the God of increase. I'm the God of healing. I'm your protector. I'm the God of war. I'm the one that will defeat the enemy within your life. Come on somebody, clap if you know that God. Give him praise if you know that God. He wants to bless you. He wants to open up provision over over your life is that powerful go ahead and be seated and tonight today we've dedicated this day to soul winning but we haven't received our tithe and our offering and our and our pledge and I want to just share this with you I'm not I'm not under any pressure to collect money but I am under the pressure that if we make a commitment to the Lord, we should fulfill it. That, that's, that's the key. If we make a commitment to the Lord. And so the challenge was given with the um, LED screen. Now you say, well, what do we need an LED screen for, Pastor? You might say, well, what do we need that? You know, the church looks great. We, we just bought this thing. We just bought this thing. I, I, I know, I know. Sometimes I wonder myself. But then I started to look and I seen the lights are going dim over here and flickering. You know that stuff? And this one, and we'll get to, we're running out of color, so they, we're gonna have to buy those and buy this. And then there's lights that go out. And so I thought, you know, maybe we should just get that screen because then we don't have to buy all this other stuff. This is all gonna cost money. So if we just get the screen, we're okay for a while. Just have a nice, beautiful stage for a while. 
that's great. And then the other thing is, too, a lot of young people, they like that stuff. They come in, they go, ooh, look at that, that's beautiful. If that's going to get them to love Jesus, I don't know how it does, but if it gets you to love Jesus, praise God, amen, or whatever, it'll get you to love Jesus. I didn't fall in love with the screen when I came to Victor Arch. I fell in love with the word of God and the vision, amen, but we're going to still do that, too. But if we make a commitment to the Lord, we should keep it. Now, I know there's many of us here that you brought your pledge, um, and, and you, I'm going to pay it off today. Now, if you, if you didn't bring it today, I don't want you to, we're not going to, you know, I'm not putting you on the cross. We're not under a heavy urgency to get the LED because they haven't even given us the quote that we want. They said they're going to give us a deal. So if they said they're going to give us a deal, then show me the deal. Because I, you promised a deal. You said if we all work together, San Jose, Chino, and San Diego, we're going to get deals. So let me see the deal. If I ain't getting no deal, you ain't getting no money. So the deal hasn't been full, totally finalized. But I want to just give you one more week. Okay, now if you have it today, don't, don't wait till next week because you're going to spend it. Just give it now. And then wait for the fish to come in. Amen? But if you need one more week, because I know many of you have been serving with the UTC, things like that. Has the UTC been a blessing? What a blessing, huh? They've been a, they've been a blessing. I really like the kids in the UTC. I really like all these students. They're awesome. And, um, and the staff, beautiful people, great people. I really like them a lot. I'd like to have them come back more. But I know you've been busy. I know you guys have been doing a lot. So one more week, okay? And whatever comes in, comes in. But let's, let's do it. If you make a commitment, just do it, okay? Simple as that. Now, the tithe is weekly. That's something that's the most important thing. And uh, I just felt to take it today because I haven't taken it in a while. Doesn't Miller and the guys and Victor do a good job of receiving the tithe and offering? Don't they do great? They do great. But I like to take it. I said, this is a good message for that. And I want you to be faithful. I want you to continue to be faithful in your tithe, okay? What a, what a church. What a church this is. This is a great church. I'm a blessed pastor. You guys give, you tithe, and then I see you with your Beamer. You know our men's home director drives a Beamer? I told Johnny, I go, you're the only home director I've ever seen that has a BMW. But you know what, man? That's all right. We're Victory Outreach San Diego. God wants to bless us. I go, you should teach the people how to tithe. And one thing you'll find about Johnny and Lisa, they're big time givers. In fact, I think they're almost winning the run for hope. You're up there, aren't you? <laughs> it's, a, it's always a personal thing. And it's not about a Beamer, you know, who cares? I drive a Chevy. You know, I like Chevy. Drive what you want. You don't care? Do you want to drive a Nissan, go with it, man. Whatever you like. Do whatever you want to do. It's your car. If it makes you feel comfortable, go with it. Amen? But if it doesn't make you feel comfortable, like, man, I have to lay hands on my car every week, to get, <laughs> then you better tie the thing up or better go. I don't believe the people of God should be, you know, struggling in these ways. You know, God wants to bless us. How many can say amen? 
But it all starts with just being faithful in the tithe and being faithful to our promises to God. Now, I want to say one more thing before I receive the tithes and offering. <clears throat> we have to start preparing our hearts for the future. We do. Um, I'll be honest, I don't know if I can do these multiple services my whole life. I'm 42, and I'm starting to get tired. I go to the gym, I try to eat right. The devil's a liar, man. <laughs> I should eat right, I want to live a long life, but good Lord, man, it's hard to preach all these services sometimes. Can I just share my heart with you a little bit? our church I love preaching but even when you love it it's difficult and the other day I said man God we really need a plan and, 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 and we're going to probably have to either build a new sanctuary that could see a minimum of a thousand people a minimum of a thousand people I would say probably even fifteen hundred people we're going to have to do it guys or else, or else I'm going to die amen we should do when we do that campaign we're like Let's raise money so Pastor Al doesn't die. That's good. I don't know. I'm thinking of something schnazzy. You like that word schnazzy, huh? But we're going to have to do something because our young people are also real radical. They like to dance and sing and do videos. And they have a lot of talent, so we're going to need a bigger place. And uh, we need space. So think about these things. That's all I'm saying. We have to pray this brother over here into another location. <laughs> and we need to pray that God will open up a door with him. I was looking at that Chinese restaurant. I said, I'd like to buy that, but not for Chinese food. Come on, somebody. We're already talking to the real city real estate, and uh, we're going to try to get that property across the street for more parking. I'm talking to one of the number one uh, graffiti artists in Los Angeles. In fact, this week he's ready. He's going to paint that wall across the street. Bad to the bone. He, this guy's the number one. He's a world famous graffiti artist, artist named Hex. And he's going to bomb that whole wall. Like, it's going to be bad, dude. It's going to be sick right there. No more graffiti. He's going to do something real dope. He's already a tight face looks me. I'm ready, I'm ready. I go, all right, talk to Irie, man. Let's get this thing done. And that's gonna look nice. So we have to start praying about these things. So that's why I tell you, just prepare your heart. You know, as we go, we're gonna have to raise money. We're gonna have to uh, not raise 50,000 like the way we did for this play. We're gonna have to raise 100,000, 200,000 to, to do something real, real, real nice real beautiful and then what we'll do and then we'll give it over to our young people and then we'll retire no I'm just kidding we're not going to do any of that we're going to keep on doing the work of the Lord but but isn't it exciting and, and, and that's within our vision to build one of the top churches in all of San Diego and a flagship ministry for the ministry of victory outreach all over the world and so that comes through our faith that comes through our giving and if you're new, you know, I hope you were not, you, you said, man, first Sunday you talk about giving. Well, you know, we don't talk about giving every week, but there are times when we, we bring it out, and this morning was just that time, and I uh, hope 
hope you were inspired. Hope you're inspired to build your faith. And if you're new, we love you. We're glad you're here. We want you here. I believe God's called you here. I believe in I believe in a supernatural leading of the Spirit. That if you're here, it's because the Lord drew you here. I believe that. And so I believe in that. I don't believe Google brings you to the will of God. I believe the Spirit of God brings you to the will of God. But thank God for Google. God will move through Google too. God bless Google. Amen. But the Spirit of God leads us. How many can say amen? So did you receive it today? You receive this message with all your heart? Do you feel fed? Do you feel like you're fed? What I want you to do is if you need a tithing envelope or United Canal, lift up your hand and we'll get everybody an opportunity to pay their tithes or to pay their pledge. Now, if you have that pledge, give it now. Don't, don't hold it because, you know, it's going to go to Target or Starbucks. We don't want that. We don't want Target or Walmart getting the pledge. Talk to me. Give it to the Lord. It belongs to the Lord. You made that vow to the Lord. Or your tithe. Your tithe. And you could also give online. As you're preparing your giving, there's a hand up. Uh, remember, we're switching from PayPal to PushPay. Have you guys downloaded our church app? It's nice, huh? And there's a whole team that's been working on that in our church, and they've done a tremendous job. And it, they say it's going to be two years before we get that thing fully functional. But in a nutshell, you'll be able, every member of our church will be able to track their own giving. So you'll type in your name, and it'll show your giving in a chart, I think, I believe, in a chart going years back and you can see it. it's real cool man you could also do all kinds of other cool stuff that we're going to tell you about later there's benefits to being a member of Victor Art San Diego but we're all doing that because we want to do a better job at training and developing our people and we're a digital church we really are and um, that's great Amen. a lot of cool stuff if it, if it makes you grow it's good if you don't grow then it's not good but I think it'll make you grow praise God Here's what I want to do today. I want the ushers to come stand up here. And I want to just pray for those of you this morning that say, Pastor, I need a greater harvest. Just stand, just stand. Get, get your giving. Get your giving. And, and what I want you to do is, is uh, if you need a greater harvest, you say, you know, I, I really feel I need to go deeper in my obedience and my maturity then what you do today is, is come and put that offering or that pledge in the basket and linger here at the altar and I'm going to begin to pray for you. Amen? So come on up today if, if, if you need prayer or you want to pay your tithes and give up your offerings or your pledges. Come on up here and, and if you need prayer, just come gather right here in front of me and I'm going to pray with you right now. And maybe you need a, a promotion at work. 